Yep. Welcome to the CXM experience. And today we're going to be talking about chicken. Yep. We're talking about chicken today. We're actually going to tell a kind of a fun story about chicken. Uh, it actually comes from my lovely fiance, Rachel Lynn Honig. And uh, Rachel tells this story uh, all the time, uh, but she doesn't listen to this podcast. So um, I'm going to just I'm crediting her, but I am also ripping the story off. Um, but she'll never hear it, so I don't have to worry about her being uh, disappointed that I told the story. <laughs> so, <laughs> and don't anyone out there tell her. All right, so uh, this is kind of a fun story. This all goes to mindset and how uh, and how we like to do things the way we like to do them. So uh, let me tell you the story about uh, Grandma's chicken. Um, and I think maybe I'll tell the stories if in first person, like like it's like my story. Okay, so uh, I think that'll make it sort of feel a little bit more um, more personal. And so um, I'll I'll just start this as uh, my grandmother had a chicken recipe. Okay, start it that way, and then I'll, I'll kind of go from there. And uh, you can use this story and tell it in different ways. Um, I'll, I'll highlight a couple of the important story elements at the end of the story, so you understand uh, what uh, what's kind of going on in the story. And, uh, and you yourself will start to use this story as an example uh, when you see this kind of mindset uh, operating. Uh, so uh, let's start. Okay, so um, my grandma had an amazing uh, chicken recipe, like really incredible, actually. And, uh, and it was sort of one of the, I think she had probably learned it from uh, someone in her family, and, and I, I really wanted to know how to make it as well. And my mom was not really super interested in duplicating her mom's recipes for, I don't actually know why, but for some reason she didn't do that. Um, but I really wanted to learn how to do this and, and it was going to be a big deal for me to, to do it. And so the, the way it was done is that it was um, a roast chicken recipe, um, but it was with vegetables. And so you would have like a bunch of red potatoes, like little small red potatoes, maybe like eight of those and about five medium carrots and a couple of sweet potatoes. And all these are peeled and, and cut into sort of one inch pieces, small pieces. Then a large onion peeled and kind of cut into about eight wedges, a couple of cloves of garlic that were minced, uh, three tablespoons of olive oil, a large lemon, you know, zested and then juiced, um, a couple of teaspoons of Dijon mustard, it's got a secret ingredient, and then some kosher salt and pepper to taste. And so and what you do is you sort of uh, take the chicken, you cut the legs off, and then you would uh, put the, the body of the chicken in, and then you layer the vegetables around. Uh, and usually best to mix them around, not have them in sections, but have you know the carrots and the potatoes and, and the red potatoes and sweet potatoes all kind of mixed together with the onion. And then, um, but sometimes I might take the onion wedges and might put them around the edge uh, in a slightly different pattern instead of mixing them in, but to get the idea and put the chicken legs on top and then uh, put some of the, the olive oil, lemon, garlic and stuff and Dijon on top of all that. And then put re whatever remaining vegetables you have on top of that. So it's kind of almost a little bit layered as a roast chicken. And so um, that's, how the, that's how the recipe worked. It comes out delicious. The vegetables are all roasted, and they you know, soak up the juice of the chicken. Um, the chicken skins like nicely browned, looks gorgeous. Like these are kind of the elements of it, and, and the whole thing. It's like an entire meal like in one spot. 
so my, my grandmother had been making this for years. And so I, uh, wanted to, to do it. And I was, I wasn't super old, but let's say 10 ish. And so I, uh, so I got the chicken, I, I, I cut it apart, took the legs off, uh, put the legs to the side, actually took all the vegetables, chopped all the vegetables, which took forever when I was like that age. Right. So I was chopping all the vegetables up and I probably only cut myself a couple of times. And then I put the chicken body in, um, put the vegetables in. I think the first time I did it, I mixed the, the onion up. Um, but I, but I didn't like that because it broke the onions apart. They weren't in wedges anymore. So I've changed that since then. Then I'll put the chicken legs on top and then put on the, um, you know, kind of the olive oil and lemon and the mustard and kind of put that on top of that. And I'll put that in the oven. And, uh, it was a really, it took a long time. It was like really elaborate. Um, and it was kind of tricky kind of cutting the legs off and putting the body together and, you know, getting all the vegetables chopped up and sort of putting all in, but it was, it was great. Then put it in the oven, uh, really, Really, I was pretty proud of it. Uh, I, I thought it was, for me, I thought it was probably, you know, probably the most complicated thing. So I had sort of cooked to that point in time. And uh, you cook it for about 45 minutes, uh, sort of baking it uh, around three, 375 or maybe higher. Um, I think some people would do it around 425 degrees, you know, depending on sort of kind of how aggressive you want to be. Um, anyway, so I sat down, made this served it to my grandma and, uh, and she looked at it and she said, wow, it looks amazing. Like looks just like the way I make it and it's great. And then, then she, you know, she has a bite and she tastes it and she's like, wow, it tastes just like I make it. It's a great job and really delicious and I really enjoy it. And, uh, and I was like really proud of myself. And, and then she, and she, um, she looked at me and she only have, I only have one question. And I said, what, what's the question? She goes, why'd you cut the legs off? I said, well, I said, you know, you always cut the legs off when you make this chicken. That that was part of the recipe. And she started laughing and she said, oh, it's just because I don't have a pot that's big enough. So, so, so I love about the story is that this becomes enshrined, like the, the way we do a thing often becomes enshrined. And often the way we do a thing is driven by a limitation that we have that may not be a limitation in the future, but we continue to do the thing that's enshrined in the process. And so Rachel's constantly saying, oh, you know, looks like you had to cut the chicken legs off. When she sees something being done over and over again, it may not be necessary to be done that way anymore, but that's just the way we've always done it. And it's a great, take a look. You'll notice that you're cutting the chicken legs off on a lot of things uh, that you don't necessarily have to anymore because that's the way you've always done it. And, uh, and then ask yourself, well, maybe equally tasty with the legs still attached, right? That'd be fun. Uh, anyway, the kind of core elements of the story to make it interesting is uh, you have to have a little bit of a recipe in mind. Uh, so in this case, I'm using a recipe called uh, Bonnie's Roasted Chicken with Vegetables, uh, just because it, it adds like it's slightly distracting and it adds some interest because we all like recipes, right? So we all like to think about, hey, you know, oh, that's being made. And so you have to have some element of the reality of a real recipe to it. So you sort of think through, like, that sounds like something I might like to cook. And actually, Bonnie's roasted chicken with vegetables does sound actually quite delicious. Uh, the second thing is you, you need to repeat the fact that you're cutting the chicken legs off enough times that when the punchline comes, like you're aware of the fact that this chicken doesn't have its legs attached, right? So I repeated that three times and I, but I did it as part of a more elaborate description 
of how to put together this meal. So it didn't just sound like, well, why is he so focused on the chicken legs being cut off? Right. So you, you heard it, but it didn't necessarily flag to you that that's really weird because it sounded like part of an overall recipe. That's kind of another part of the, the story. And then uh, I think the other thing that makes it interesting is to personalize it, which um, sort of takes out the, sometimes the story is told from the perspective of, uh, but that can sometimes come across a little bit misogynist. And so if you just tell it from your own perspective, then it doesn't, it sort of uh, takes that element out of it entirely. So, uh, so there you go. Fun story on mindset. Um, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I think that the, uh, for me, um, mindset is the core thing that stands in the way of transformation. You know, we're so used to always having to cut the legs off. We're so used to having done it that way all the time. We're so used to uh, having to report it this way or so-and-so likes to see it this way or, or whatever other set of preconceived notions that we trap ourselves into thinking have to be done every time. It makes it really difficult to drive change. And when we talk to customers and at Sprinkler, we're always talking to customers who are we're at some stage of digital transformation and sometimes at a significant stage of digital transformation. And we talk to those customers, their issue is not that they need to do it. Everyone gets that. And my gosh, this year, if anything, has proved that digital transformation is not just an important thing to do. It is probably critical to the survival of the organization. Uh, we had one customer, Piaget, the watch company. They are very deeply into their digital transformation journey long before 2020 hit. And they had been doing a lot of really exciting work with us and, and, and on their own platforms. And uh, during the last year, their business has gone up. Um, it's been great for them, even though they're a retailer and even they're a luxury watch manufacturer, they've had a great year. And that's been driven by the fact that they were well along on their journey. So people who had not started yet have you know, been struggling to catch up, but you know, they will. There's a good chance you can. So keep going. Um, but this transformation journey is, is the hard part of all this. And I think the hard thing about transformation is really the mindset. Uh, people don't like change. People don't like to change, even when change is important. There's an amazing stat that Carlos Dominguez uses. I think he talked about it in our um, uh, podcast of a few weeks ago, where uh, when people are sent home from the hospital after a heart attack, uh, they're given some lifestyle lifestyle changes to make. And these are important lifestyle changes, changes that will determine how long they live. So change that is essentially your life depends on, right? And uh, the compliance rate uh, for people with these lifestyle changes is not 8 out of 10 or 7 out of 10. It's 2 out of 10. 80% of the people choose death over change in this particular case. So, so if that's how people are handling their lives, you know, how are they going to react to your digital initiative, right? And so um, we do work really hard on how to, how to manage mindset. And a lot of mindset is really getting alignment around the core issues. And so the digital customer-first transformation system that we have at Sprinkler, which we offer for free and do workshops on all the time, which I've been kind of going over the last week, um, is a great way to drive that alignment and get people on the same page. So given that, uh, I am going to be picking up DCFTS uh, in our next podcast, and we're going to be moving on to my favorite, the maturity model, and talking about that, probably uh, dig into that for a couple of episodes, and then we'll move into the ROI model, the uh, use, use, use case model, and the 
uh, reference architecture. So um, probably five more shows or so on DCFTS, and we'll wrap that up. And uh, um, for today's mindset uh, story, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, you know, try out Bonnie's chicken too. It sounds pretty good. Dijon mustard is a good idea. All right, I'm hungry. All right, that's it for today. The CXM Experience. I'm Grad Khan, CXO at Sprinkler, and I'll see you next time.